speaking of fam, we have a lot to talk about today. We definitely need to talk to and reach out, you know, and speak directly with fam tonight, with our family, our biological family, our cultural, social justice family, just our family, right? People are reeling right now, so our date is uh, September 20th, and so we're, we're in the you know, a few days really after the shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma of Terrence Crutcher by uh, Tulsa police. And, you know, just the the hurt that comes with the news for some of us. Um, You know, there are others in the community who won't understand why that feels so personally or so direct um, for some of us, but, but it does. And there's no need to even justify that. So we're not going to justify that. We're just going to say that people are hurting for real. And I really wanted to, I don't know, bring this conversation on air today. Yeah, y'all, this is Sonic Watermelons here on BSRlive.com, Brown Student and Community Radio. Yeah! Yes, y'all, Sonic Watermelons, Tuesday night, DJ Kellen keeping it smooth. What a nice set. I just feel ready to talk about all kinds of cultural goodies and That's really what we're doing today. We've got special guests in the studio as well. So we've got a lot going on. Just let's jump right in. Who's here? What? It's like you're like we know you, but maybe we don't. Maybe you're a legend. You're you're a legend in here. (laughs) Uh, What's going on, Sonic World? It's your boy back again, DJ Kellen, killing it like always with the music. Man, I miss that been a little busy but i'm back i'm here as a guest i'm on this side of the this side of the wheel uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-oh. under the Watch microscope out. jose mm-hmm. in the building right now and we've got you ron this is not like your first dance with us either no no i'm happy to be back this is th- thanks for for having us back and uh yeah it's nice to be sitting last time jose was on the other side of the table and uh, glad to have him with us here Just throwing the questions at him <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so we've got ron cross and we've got jose ramirez and we're talking about the providence latin american film festival y'all quick and dirty what's what is it what are the dates coming up let's make sure that people have like the really easy touch points because we're going to be talking and getting deep into it but what's the easy stuff to know well first of all um Marky calendars, September 28th through October 2nd here in Providence. We've got uh, films showing as well as uh, at Bryant and Smithfield. And we'll talk a little bit about the venues because we've increased them. And uh, also Warwick with the Warwick Public Library. So September 28th through October 2nd. Got a lot of great stuff going on this year. Awesome. And that also corresponds with the... Um, sort of annual Hispanic Heritage Month. Is that right? Yes, it does. So um, I'm kind of wondering about, you know, what came first in some ways, like PLAF 
right? The Providence Latin American Film Festival or, you know, commemorating um, the Hispanic Heritage Month through film. What come, What came first for you guys? Uh, for, well, for you know? I mean, this is the 24th year for PLAF. I, I want to apologize because I don't know how long they've been doing the Heritage Month in yeah. Rhode Island. But I know PLAF, this is the 24th year wow. that the festival um, has been doing their thing. So it's a great honor to be part of it. And this year, Jose, you're not just like some guy going to a film. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That That's kind of how it started. Yeah. So. I mean... You so you know we've got we've got this whole we've got a few different time frames here right for me um, as I try and pull this together Tuesday night right um, we've got 24 years as a festival we've got Jose on board one year in the director position Ron talk a little bit about your timeline with PLAF how long have you been involved I've been involved since uh, 2000 and um, it's it's really been a a great run. I actually was involved or actually knew about the film festival even before that. Um, just uh, tangentially um, uh, knew knew that existed. But in 2000, then uh, film festival director uh, Marcus Antonio had uh, asked me to join the board, and um, we did some really exciting stuff with uh, bringing in. Uh, this is before all the filmmaking really was happening big time in in Providence. Um, Danny Glover. Uh, came in the first year that I was there, and then followed by uh, Anthony Quinn, wow. uh, and then Antonio uh, Banderas. Yes, Antonio Banderas. That w- that was a great story because uh, Anthony Quinn had actually given us permission to. Uh, Marcos had asked him to uh, allow us to use his name, uh, and and Plaf has the uh, honor of presenting the first ever in the world. Um, uh, Anthony Quinn Award. Major Keith. Yeah, wow. yeah. So um, we uh, we presented that to uh, Antonio Banderas uh, the following year. Antonio Banderas. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a great run uh, with the board, and then one year as a festival director, stepping down off the board, taking a little bit of a break, and now coming back and and uh, kind of mentoring some some young folk out here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. This this has been great because um so I've been with Platt for about four years now and I love film, love filmmaking, act a little bit, you know. So I first went to the film festival and I was just attracted um by the power of the films that they were showing and I was like, I wanna be part of this. So I started volunteering, uh, became a board member, um, so through the years, um this the board decided to nominate me and Saul Ramos as um direct co-directors of the film festival which was a great honor i mean i was like flabbergasted like why like why do you want me to do this you know um but it's a great opportunity i took it on just because of the confidence that they showed in me and saul to um try to get this done and like ron said he's a great mentor so i've been leaning we have been leaning on him heavily because this is a a new thing you know for me never done something like this um but i kind of was shying away from it but uh, with the help of Ron and the whole board, I mean, the work that we're doing is amazing, and the support of everybody on the board, we couldn't do it without all of them. So yeah, and I, and I re- we'd be remiss if we don't mention uh, the board, which is a wonderful team uh, led by Analia Alcolea, um, the chairwoman, the chairwoman, uh, <laughs> and also uh, Patricia Gomez uh, with Bryant, who's just uh, keeps us on our toes and keeps things going, and we also uh, we also have uh, Maritza Mattel. Uh, we also have Carmen uh, Songwe, 
uh, Adresani Songwe, uh, Barbara Lee, uh, who is actually a piece of, uh, I mean, a part of, a part of Hollywood history. Hollywood history, exactly. Yeah, she is the first ever Latina stunt woman in Hollywood history. Wow. And and she uh, calls Providence her home. Wow. Yeah, yeah. See that now? Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. And, you know, it's just... As again, I, I think a little bit trying to use like the numbers as at least one of many different ways to think about today's conversation, right? Because one of the ways that I describe today, right? So I, I want to talk about this, this process and, and this process for both of you, just the evolution from being someone who just enjoys something to somebody who's producing that mm-hmm. something. But The other thing about the festival in particular for me as someone who has attended and consumed some of the festival, um, as well as somebody who has studied Latin America, um, you know, our tagline as a show is the world is a big place and lots and lots of music. And the same could be said about PLAF, like the world (laughs) is a big place uh, with big ideas and lots and lots of film, as well as the world is a big place with big ideas and lots and lots of Latinidad, right? And so I'm just kind of curious, just like whether, you know, you're wearing your festival hat or just like your consumer hat. Like what's like some of the things, I mean, 2000 to 2016 that's 16 years of you examining films ron right um this is four years like if you're talking about part of the board of examining films what are like some things that you guys have seen or shifts or trends or things that were big that are just don't matter anymore so many changes over the years um you know i i, I first have to say because i know one of the things we were talking about is you know uh, individuals who might be interested in starting their own festivals. Uh, the festival was first started um, by a gentleman by the name of Ariel Gamboa, and um, and it was first founded as the Providence Festival of New Latin American Cinema. And, and New Latin American Cinema is a film genre similar to like a film noir is. Um, and he came out of the, uh, and, the and the father, uh, considered the father of, um, of that genre, is a gentleman by the name of uh, filmmaker uh, Fernando Biri, who, uh, when I came on board, uh, Fernando was our honorary president. Uh, lives in uh, born in Argentina. Lives in um, lives in Italy. And uh, along with um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, uh, founded the film school in Cuba, which is responsible for a lot of the filmmakers um, that you you see uh, producing films in Latin America. So this film festival really has a lot of connection with history and the development and things of that nature. And over the years, I've seen so many things. Um, I, I think one of the high points would be um, a film called Amores Peros, which uh, the Film Selection Committee had um, selected, and we got the rights to show it, one showing. Yeah. And then it was nominated for an Academy Award, and <laughs> the production team wanted to pull it. They didn't want us to show it, so we said, no, we're going we're gonna to show it. So they said, only once. And we had, uh, we had to turn away about half of the RISD Auditorium uh, or, you know, waiting crowd waiting out in the audit, uh, in the uh, waiting to get in. Yeah. Uh, so we could only show it one time. So that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. I, I did bring a broom for all these names that we're dropping. I'll sweep <laughs> them up later. I know. <laughs> so you know, seriously. we get them out of the way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so like lots of like. I mean, that's so, so interesting. The film school thing, like in Cuba, and that. I think because. There's so much to think about for Cuba, right? Like, oh, there's communism, right? Um, doctors, like, but 
this is a new one for me. I mean, Cuba as an epicenter of film that has also that we've seen that epicenter here in, in Providence. You, you know, and, and it has its roots with uh, Marcos Antonio would travel to the Havana Film Festival uh, to look at because uh, there were tremendous new releases that were shown there. And uh, you had a lot of Hollywood actors that would go there uh, as well. And, um, you know, Marcos had that's where he met uh, Danny Glover and uh, told him <laughs> about the film festival. And Danny said, hey, if you if you invite me, I'll come. And Marcos, <laughs> Marcos said. You're invited. And, uh, and he came to his words. So. And, and we're talking about when it wasn't trendy to go to Cuba. It was when, <laughs> when you could probably not come back because you're over there hanging out in Cuba. Uh, so these people were, for the love of the arts, they were doing this, um, exactly. these trips and trying to like make these connections. And, um, and here we are. Well, I'm also sort of curious, though, about how, you know, that identity as like Hispanic or Latino or from the Iberian Peninsula or not from the Iberian Peninsula, like how some of those ideas like come in or out through throughout the years of this festival going on. Like, Is there ever that that push and pull between are we in America as in the this hemisphere versus Spain? Like, how does, how does a question like that kind of come up or when? Those questions actually did come up in terms of how do you um, limit the films and, you know, can, can you introduce a film from Spain uh, into the Providence Latin American Film Festival? And, uh, and then you also have, um, you know, is it Spanish-speaking? Because you have Brazil, in Latin America, and then it becomes well. If we open it up to Spain, do we also open it up to Portugal? And right, uh, right. you know, so it, and and in so many different discussions. And then you had ideological discussions about Hollywood versus, uh, you know, the uh, independent film world. Which now there's kind of a you don't a really see as merge, much right? of a difference. Yeah, now yeah. there's much of a merge, but. Back then, it was very much. Uh, it was a little, you know, a little pinky yeah, yeah. in the air. Like, well, we're not going to show those type of films because, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, in terms of, and it happens everywhere. You know, sometimes, like, people just don't want to associate with it because it's not purist or whatever, you know. Um, so it's kind of like trying to blend those lines and blurry that yeah. line and kind of try to bring, uh, for the love of, again, for the love of the art. And the creation and the process of that those filmmakers go through, and the actors and everybody, and just try to um, showcase the talent that we have. Well, I mean, and it's kind of reminding me and making me think a little bit about you know conversations about academia versus like community. You know, if you want to use like so those terms as though they're rigid and separate, right? But like, um, like even when you're thinking about political movements, like is it workers in a union? Or is it academic studying movements, right, who who should be swaying um, the tides and who should be leading the charge sometimes, right? So I, I imagine that in some cases it can be kind of similar because, you know, you've got film schools, right, and then you've got film buffs, <laughs> and they're not always the same, right? Right, right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's all about storytelling, though. Um, I was I was talking to Fernando Viri at one point in time because when I came on the board, I was asked to come on the board because of my business background, and uh, you know, being surrounded, I always did theater was was, you know, but I saw these filmmakers, and um, you know, I really had a chance to to be in the presence of a lot of 
people who were doing some great stuff on film, and uh, Fernando being one of them because we'd always come over for the uh, film festivals. And, um, you know, it, it can get a little intimidating. And we were talking about audience development and why why there aren't more Latinos coming to see the films and things of that nature. Is it the subject matter? Um, is it the location? Because we were showing it at RISD and Brown University. And, um, you know, so there were a lot of different discussions. And, um, and now you don't have that as much because so many different things are happening. And uh, this year, uh, I want to talk briefly at some point about what we're doing because it's kind of a return to what we saw happening back then where you had a lot of artists coming together for over a week. It used to, the festival used to start on a Friday, go through the weekend, go through the week, and end on the following Sunday. And, um, and you would <laughs> that's have... What, that's where the train's going. <laughs> but, but we, we're going to take it a little slow right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's, that's awesome. Good. Well, and, so... Oh, good, I was going to say, no, and, and part of the... As I said, when I would go to the film festival, part of what made me, aside from the films... Um, it was the crowd. Um, I saw a couple of wonderful films, and the crowd wasn't, you know, necessarily that huge. And I was like, "Why are people not watching this?" So, alluding to the point that Ron made about like, why are not only a certain kind of people coming to check out the films? I was like, I want to be part of this because I want to promote this. I want to make sure that people watch these films. That there's more than what um, just what being fed through Hollywood. Right. Because um, the filmmaking in, in, in Latin American countries is so superb. It's so great. And, like, the talent is so – I mean, I'm getting all excited by talking about it um, – that we have to kind of, like, showcase that. And people should, like, learn about this and know about it. So that's why I wanted to be part of why I wanted to be um, part of the festival. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get a quick – set in from DJ Kellen, right? Um, before That's my we DJ. Do that. <laughs> That's my DJ. I know. We all miss you saying that too, Jose. Um, before we do that, if you guys could just quickly give some contact information on air for folks who might have to start tuning out of the interview and who want to just continue Why? Where poking going? around themselves. Like, uh, you know, give a little of that. And then we're going to talk I'm back. More. Where are they going? I know. I know, Jose. We love you. We do. Mo- most of us. But, um, no, and so we'll talk when we get back, though, because I think that that is part of the key are these um, new initiatives, right, mm-hmm. that you're talking about um, that are going to address, like, issues that have come up, you know, recently and <laughs> for the last 16 years or so, Rod, exactly. right? So um, people can go on Facebook, mm-hmm. Providence Latin American Film Festival. That's our page there. And uh, plaf.org, plaf is P-L-A-F-F dot org, and check out the information um, for the festival. Uh, September 28th to October 2nd. Perfect, perfect. Uh, you're listening to Sonic Watermelons, Sonic Watermelons on Facebook, Instagram, um, all those fun places, SoundCloud, Watermelon Radio on iTunes. Twitter. You're doing it big. You're doing it big. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it on iTunes. You can subscribe to the podcast, catch the episodes. Shout-outs to Jess out there tweeting in Chicago. Stop texting me. Shout-outs to Tamara, DJ Kellen. Take us away like Calgon, please. Sonic (laughs) Boom! Sonic Watermelons, we're back. In the background there, as like a little bit of a tribute to today's guest, that was some of the audio soundtrack, y'all, from um, the film It's Ganul, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. was shown last year. Um, I don't want to like 
go into the graphic details about how my heart was severed and re-sewn together after seeing that film because I did that a few weeks ago when um, Kavir and I were talking about some of the different festivals and events coming up. But let's just say that was one of my faves. (laughs) It moved you. It really was amazing. And I think, you know, that film alone is one of the reasons why I'm interested in this question of like what the behind the scenes like kind of looks like because like God like to think that someone on your board like could have said no to that and I don't know that that's the case maybe maybe you guys have like unanimous things but to to just like think for a minute because it was so powerful of like what resisting that film would have looked like I mean I think in a meeting It would have looked like me eventually standing on a chair with like a cape tied around my my neck saying like, we're doing this because I said so. I don't and I don't think that's effective. So one of the superpowers of being a core executive director (laughs) is that I can say we put in this film. (laughs) It actually uh, at the end of the day, it lands on uh, Saul's and my hands. Um, Obviously, we have a film selection committee. Oh, the board, we check it out, we check out the films. and um, But at the end of the day, we kind of have, like, the final say. And, and there hasn't really been that many movies that there's, like, you know, the need to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's a good power to have, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I mean, in all seriousness, though, mm-hmm. right? Like, to the young bucks out there who are trying to figure out, like, do I organize a festival or do I join a festival and, like, try and move up the ranks? Like... There is something, right, and some light at the end as far as autonomy and decision-making sometimes when you do stick to something established. And to kind of answer to a question that you asked earlier about, like, do you have your consumer hat or do you have your part of the board hat, like, when it goes on? To me, it's a little bit of both. But um, a lot of times you don't really know what goes behind the scenes to, like, put something like of this magnitude together. Um, All the ins and outs and, like, trying to, like, get the films and the times and the logistics behind the places that we're going to show the films and all that is so much. And I have learned so much um, in the four years that I've been there and definitely this year a little more and being in this capacity. And again, thanks Ron and and the board for supporting me and all of this. Um, But it's so much, I mean, people might say like, Oh yeah, I want to start doing this thing. And, the scope of what it takes is a lot. So you need to have people behind you that are going to put in the work and help out to get this done. Um, so again, a big shout out to the board. They're, they're the best. They're the real MVP. Well, and one thing I'm thinking about as I listen um, to you talk, Jose, about what you're taking on this year in this leadership position and um, through organizing it is that you're also doing this in a year where these like these new initiatives and pieces and um, talks and things that are are being infused into this year's festival. So um, can you talk a little bit about some of those new like corners and spaces and groups and things that that you were talking about earlier that are going to be new to the festival this year or, or returned maybe, right? In in many ways, it's it's being re- returned in, in a slightly more formal way. So many years ago, when I first uh, 
you know, got introduced. Um, Guess who's back? Yeah. Back so again. It was, uh, you know, I used to love seeing the artists come together and filmmakers and, and just the conversations that would go on. In fact, uh, many of you out there know uh, filmmaker Victor Ramos, uh, local filmmaker made La Guagua. Um, you know, uh, he'll tell you uh, in his story. In fact, he's going to be actually doing one of these talks in which he talks about uh, the idea and the process of making La Guagua. And so if you're interested in making films and things of that nature, we've got plenty of talks for you to come out and learn from uh, people who are doing it right now and, and, and also to share your experience as well. Um, but one of the times uh, I remember when Victor first got involved, he wanted to be with the jury. And so his responsibility was to take the jury uh, everywhere. And, um, and that was when we were doing a weeks-long festival and he'll you know in in our discussions he learned so much just from talking to these international filmmakers and it really influenced him uh, over time so when we're looking at um this year it really is about as much as it's about showing films it's about collaboration and it's about artists learning from artists and so we have some great filmmakers that are they're coming into town, um, some as jury members. Uh, Joely Mejia is coming in. She's a producer out in Hollywood. Uh, we've got Manny Severio, who's a uh, stuntman uh, based out of New York City. Uh, Orlando Santos, uh, uh, Christina Pagan, who has a production company. Uh, yeah, she's a uh, very talented young woman from New York, and she has her own production company. She's also a dancer, a choreographer, and she's doing a big in New York City, so she's going to be coming down and um, be part of uh, what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Boris Urquiola, who's a Cuban um, gentleman that he's involved in the arts. And I mean, if we start talking about all the other parts that he's involved in, in the arts, we'll take the whole interview. But um, we bring some exciting people to um, uh, join us as part of the jury and uh, as part of the talks that we're trying to do to get people involved and just. Um, you know, get them, give them some information, and try to get things done. Yeah, and we've got uh, we've got four talks that are planned right now. Um, one uh, Latinos in film, which is a panel discussion uh, amongst filmmakers uh, who've worked in Hollywood and are, are doing their own films. Uh, we've got uh, another one, Sway Mendez. For those of you out there uh, who know Sway, uh, born and uh, ra- raised in uh, Providence, uh, is based out of here. Is the music industry is one of their top uh, music producers. Works with artists like Jennifer Lopez, Enrique Iglesias, uh, Ricky Martin, uh, Drake. Rick yeah. Ross, in case that's not your flavor. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you like the hood. <laughs> so he, he's actually going to be flying back because he's going to be uh, filming out of the country. He's going to fly back for this. Uh, we asked him to do a piece on convergence of music and film, and he's going to do that. Um, also, we've got a uh, Argentinian filmmaker, Marcelo Mitnick. We're showing his short. Actually, I was just talking to Marcelo yesterday, and uh, that film has been nominated for a prestigious award in Argentina. So he, we're actually going to have to change his plans <laughs> for being at the wow. film festival. So, and um, it reminds me of uh, when Antonio Banderas was coming. Uh, we actually didn't get confirmation until like a few weeks before the actual um, the actual film festival. Keep so sweating. <laughs> yeah, and then Vic Ramos. So uh, it's a lot, lots for people to come out and check out. So what's the future direction of PLAF? Um, I mean, I know it's kind of a vague question and a little even annoying, but I, I think I'm just, with with something that has so many years on the ground and with the, 
with the availability of like media and film so much more easier at the fingertips where right with youtube mm -hmm. and vimeo and cell phones but um you know with continued conflicts around the world like there's just lots of different things i think that a space that is bringing people together through different types of film like i don't know I, and i'm just kind of wondering what you guys as a festival if you if you're planning for the future oh yes <laughs> We are planning for the future. I mean, next year is going to be our 25th year. So we're, um, we're trying to, como dicen en español, a tirar la casa por la ventana. Um, <laughs> so throw the house out the window. Um, but no, one of the things that, that we, in our conversations, always come up is uh, the direction that we want to go. And that's one of the things that Ron has basically hammered on my head this whole time. It's like, where are we going with this? Where do you want to take it? Where's the vision uh, for Saul and myself? Um, and one of the things, like, we just don't want to make this uh, a Rhode Island destination. We want it to be the whole East Coast. We want it to be the whole country. I want people from, and we already have that, people coming from different parts of the world. But I want Providence and the Providence Latin American Film Festival to be a world, world destination that people want to come in September we're going to Providence to check out this film festival. Um, and it's a big dream, but we got a dream, right? Mm -hmm. We got to do it and, and just shoot for it. Yeah. If we can't afford short, then we'll sleep again and dream some more and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got well a change. <laughs> you know, you've got a changing world right now. And, and people with, uh, you know, their iPhones are creating movies uh, that are helping to change the world. And um, these are some of the things through the talks. And uh, we're even doing one on micro documentaries. Uh, and uh, to help inspire the, the future filmmakers of the, of the world. And it doesn't matter just the youth or uh, it doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, if you haven't started that dream, this is a time to come out and do it. And we're actually eventually we'll be doing workshops on filmmaking and uh, really helping people with storytelling. I love it. I love it. So September 28th uh, through October 2. Yes. All right. Providence Latin American Film Festival. Um Plaf.org, right? Plaf.org. And where else can folks find you? Providence Latin American Film Festival on Facebook. And um, that's kind of about it for now. Yep. Uh, we got to get our Twitter game up in, start in terms of Plaf. Um, <laughs> so we can be out there in the, in the IG, you know what I mean? For the, for the, for the peoples. Yeah. Get it out there. Um, but yeah, check us out. And uh, if you, any of us, Ron Crossan, Jose Ramirez, Saul, Ramos, um, you can send us like a message on Facebook or anything like that, and we'll be gladly um, give you some information and check it out. And one thing that's big this year, um, we're having an opening night at Trinity Rep. Great. Um, so that's going to be pretty good. That's so huge. Well, congratulations. Um, really exciting to have you guys on the show. And uh, Jose, really just so exciting to see your leadership um, in a different space and context than here on Sonic Watermelons. We do miss you, but it's really nice to see you growing. Well, and I'm coming it's back. Awesome. I'm coming back. Good. So don't please don't close the door on me. Good. And um, so. just want to remind folks that we will um, prioritize getting this podcast 
up and out um, so that uh, that will be another place where you'll be able to find details about PLAF. So, you know, if you're following Sonic Watermelons, then you're following PLAF, right? So uh, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, um, we're at Sonic Watermelons on Twitter. We are at Watermelon Radio. You can check us out on iTunes. Uh, we're right there under Sonic Watermelons and on VenusSings.com as well. And I just wanted to quickly add thank you, uh, and we're growing. Uh, we've added uh, four venues, last year three, this oh, year seven. So cool. And we've added one night, um, so we're, we're growing. So come on out and check us out. Yeah. It's and um, fantastic. And again, uh, thank you, Reza, very much, because a lot of this stuff that I have learned about lit- leadership, I've learned a lot from you. And I said this before, and I'm not saying it just because you're in front of me, and we're <laughs> yes, like, and everybody's like hearing it. But um, you know, always, always grateful and thankful for that, um, that learning process and pushing me to like do different things. Glad uh, to have you. I've got Iskanul, uh, a little more from that soundtrack in the background. DJ Kellen's coming up. Uh, Sonic Watermelons every Tuesday, seven to eight p.m. Lots of love for you too, Jose. Lots of love for Ron, to Jess, to Tamara out there listening, and DJ Kellen. I think you're queued up, sir. It's been a nice night. Bye, y'all. Yo! It's Sonic Watermelons, y'all. It's Tuesday night. We are here every week, 7 to 8 p.m. on Tuesdays, doing our thing. Bringing the music, bringing guests, all kinds of goodies. Uh, goodies like the music provided tonight by DJ Kellen. Goodies like our girl out there, Jessica, who's always on the Twitter end of things, keeping things right, and the whole fam. Um, speaking of fam, we have a lot to talk about today. We definitely need to talk to and reach out, you know, and speak directly with fam tonight with our family our biological family our cultural social justice family just our family right people are reeling right now so our date is uh, live broadcast here 7 uh, 7 p.m i'm trying to say but our live date is september 20th and so we're we're in the you know few days really after the shooting in tulsa oklahoma of Terrence Crutcher by uh, Tulsa police and you know just the the hurt that comes with the news for some of us um, you know there are others in the community who won't understand why that feels so personally or so direct um, for some of us but but it does and there's no need to even justify that so we're not gonna justify that we're just gonna say that people are hurting for real And I really wanted to, I don't know, bring this conversation on air today, even though we're also here to talk about theater and and joy. Um, So I want to really introduce our guest here, Mr. Ronald, who's um, Ronald Lewis, Ronald Kevin Lewis. Hi. Hi. Yes. So, I mean, you and I were... You know, Facebook messaging a few weeks ago, and we're like, yo, we got to get you on the show. (laughs) You've got some exciting stuff happening. And I should have been, you know, that that simple, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then 
some of the the same kind of pain, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of inspiring some work. Like has just come upon us, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I, you know, how you doing? <sighs> um, I'm well. I'm well. Um, I it, it's it's. I think it's great that we're talking about um, what's going on currently in the world um, in regards to police brutality and uh, racism, because in a way, that's actually what has kind of, uh, I guess, what was the jumping off space? Um, What was the jumping off space? to make this work. Um, the work is called Breathe, or, or rather the event, the happening is called Breathe. And it's kind of this, uh, it's kind of, a, I guess, like a, a, a kernel that has kind of blossomed out of this past season of my life, which has been super reflective on breath and what's happening in my inner world. Um, I've, I guess I kind of found that the past over the past like few years um given um the kind of consciousness raising that has been happening in my own like life i've kind in the responses that i've had to take to that consciousness raising um have kind they they kind of like left me in this space of like of of despair to some extent and so i feel like maybe my initial response to that despair was to retract myself in a way from the front lines, so to speak, you know, and kind of like, kind of take an analysis of what was going on inside of me. Um, And I guess from that came this work of like breathe. Um, And also, I guess this, this understanding that while retracting oneself from the front lines can sometimes be very important because we have to fill ourselves up in order to be um in order to be on the front lines it's also important to then like once you're filled to jump back in and so in a way that's kind of what my work what what this this breathe work is about the show's being held at Mixed Magic Theater uh, in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Um, it is a fabulous theater owned by the Pitts Wileys. They're an amazing family. Um, yeah, so it's uh, the address there is 560 Mineral Spring Avenue. It's in the Lorraine Mills. Um, uh, as far as more information, uh, the the Facebook event, um, if you just go onto Facebook and search uh, the Low Mountaintop Collective Presents Breathe, there'll be information there. Um, we'll get it out there as well. Sonic Watermelons, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, look for us there under Sonic Watermelons. And on Twitter, at Watermelon Radio. Mm-hmm. 